from the Rock Church of the Bighorns in Sheridan, Wyoming, this is the Rock Church Podcast, where we discuss issues impacting our lives, our families, our community, and the church from a Christian perspective. Hey, welcome everybody to the Rock Church Podcast. I'm Troy Nissen, joined by our very own Pastor Tri Robinson. I'm Tri. I'm Troy. I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's Troy. He's, I'm Troy. He's Troy. I'm Troy. Um, so it's been a little bit yeah. uh, since The Rock has done one of these podcasts. Uh, this is our first one of 2023. And with that, we're going to uh, do a little bit of a reboot and we're going to change the format. So um, if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts, you know that it was just pastor trial by his little lonesome doing it, meeting with various people and talking about various topics. But Try kind of wanted to spruce it up a bit. So he asked me to join him as, I guess, his sidekick or maybe his his comic relief. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm here with him now and You're we're the gonna tech master <laughs> and make all this stuff work you, you make it happen <laughs> so so with that real quick try do you want to um, maybe discuss the purpose behind what we're going to be doing with these podcasts and why we're doing it and maybe what we hope to accomplish with this thing absolutely so for one thing a lot of people are listening to podcasts pretty regularly people actually are listening to podcasts more than they listen to the news these days. Um, and, and I think one of the great things about a podcast is that we, we are simply sitting down, we're having a conversation. Um, and we can talk about various subjects, subjects that maybe we don't, aren't going to actually get into the, the detail that we're able to get into in a podcast uh, from the front, from, from maybe a sermon on Sunday morning. Uh, we can explore some of these different issues um, within our culture, uh, things that are affecting us, different subjects and things like that to a degree and a depth. So so it becomes just a tool to uh, just continue to grow and learn and uh, just uh, have some resources for the church body. Yeah. And so, too, with that, Try and I, we just met recently, talked about some of the, the things that we want to maybe even bring up as far as topics. And, um, you know, we've got kind of a list, quite frankly. We've got a pretty good I don't know, I'll call it a library of things we want to talk about. So, uh, you know, keep tuning in. Um, um, and, uh, hopefully this will get some traction and folks will, will, will like what we're doing here and, uh, we'll get more guests in here. And we have some very special guests joining us today. Brent and Jeannie Brooks are two of the OGs. Jeannie asked me what an OG was earlier. I'll just say it's, it's one of the originals along, uh, with our very own pastor try. They, they started this church Oh, I guess it's been two decades ago now. So think about that. We've been here 20 years. Um, October, already. huh? Yeah. 20, 20 years. years. Coming up. So uh, Brent and Jeannie have recently uh, had on their heart to um, come together and uh, help shepherd our small groups. And so we thought this would be a great conversation. Let's talk about small groups. So for our first podcast of 2023, that's what we're going to do. So welcome, Brent and Jeannie. Thank you guys for uh, coming in here and joining us. Why don't you guys take a few minutes and tell us about yourselves and the history, your history with the Rock Church and every other decision that's uh, you've made in your life that's led you to this moment right here, right now. We need to talk about it. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, where do we start? Um, yeah, like you said, Troy, Jeannie and I were part of this church plant. And uh, the, the whole small group idea concept is not anything new. It's something we set out to do from the beginning. We planted the church, and really the idea was a two-wing model. Um, Sunday morning, uh, the large the church group meeting 
being one wing and the other wing being small group, both equally important. And so, yeah, it's not something new. Um, it's been here from the beginning. Any thoughts, Jeannie? Well, small groups um, have always been really important to the Rock Church. It's a, um, It's been a, a vehicle that we've used um, to live life together and to not only learn more about scripture and learn more about um, the different Christian disciplines like prayer and um, communion and baptism, but we've also um, used those small groups to get to know each other better, share our lives, um, learn, and just, you know, like I said before, do life together. Awesome. So um, talk to us for a minute about, from your perspective, and maybe those that aren't necessarily familiar with small groups. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people that come to the church that are from different I'll just say various religious backgrounds and a lot of them don't necessarily maybe exercise the concept of small groups or life groups or whatever you want to call them. So for those that might just be coming to the church, maybe they've been away from the church for a long time. Maybe they've um, uh, been at a church that didn't use the small group model or the two wing model. Maybe explain what is a small group and why are they so important and, and why should somebody consider being involved in a small group? Well, I think first and foremost, the small group, the whole uh, goal isn't so much small groups as it's to make disciples. And so, you know, in our culture today, um, we see small groups as a vehicle to help people to become more committed followers of Christ. And so, so really the goal is to make disciples. And um, we feel like when people do that together and do life together, um, it's just a much easier format to do that. And so it might look different in a decade or two or three decades. We might not be using the term small group, but the goal, as we see in Matthew 28, is to make disciples. Um, Jesus' parting shot, obviously very important. The last thing, the last words that he said is to go and make disciples. So... The, the whole idea is um, a small group is, is just a place for people to get together, to sc- study God's word, but also have intentionality to do life together, to share their struggles, their victories, all these things, um, everything from uh, life struggles, parenting, marriage, family, uh, tension with a, a neighbor, fill in the blanks. That's just part of life. And so just intentionality doing that together, but the goal being to make, be Christ followers. Yeah. And just to spin off of what Brent's saying, um, it's a a place where people can be authentic and just be who they are and be um, transparent with the different things they might be struggling with in life. We're all human. We're no, none of us is perfect. Um, we have common struggles and lots of times when we can get together in a group and just discuss what we're dealing with day to day, we find that we're not the only ones and that it's typically common what we're struggling with. And so small groups just give us a place where we can be safe to share and, um, where we can build relationships with each other. And in doing that, we, you know, we can be transparent with those things that are most difficult in our lives or, or victories that we've had and celebrate those together. So it's just a place where we can really be human together. So you guys have obviously been uh, a part of small groups, uh, for, for a long time. So here's the scenario and I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate to this. 
what would you say to, you know, like, man, I had a long day. I'm tired. I don't really feel like going to small group. Uh, those, but, but then you do. What, what, what's been your experience with that? Like, like we've, all, we've all come into these things and be like, you know what? I actually don't really want to do that. But then we do. What happens? I can speak from personal experience with that. Um, you know, after working a long day at work, um, there's been many times when I've not really felt like going to small group. But um, in going and being able to be with friends and people that I trust and people that I've gotten to know and they know me, it's um, it's really rejuvenating to go. Um, I always feel uplifted and encouraged and, and just kind of like I have new wind under my wings. I think I think it's common to have all these things that come up during your day and feel like you don't have time. Um, there's always there's always going to be something, another commitment, another thing. And uh, but it just seems like God multiplies your time when you put him first and, and make him a priority, a commitment. And, you know, people ask like, well, I want my kids to be followers, committed followers to Christ. And, you know, what does that look like? What do I need to do? Give me the formula. Well, guess what? They need to see that this is actually your relationship, your vertical relationship with God, that he actually means something to you and that, that he is, he, that relationship with the living God is more important to you than anything else. And so when they see that, then they tend to follow and want the same thing, but they have to see that authenticity in you and they have to see that this really, he means something uh, to you so much that you're willing to, even when you're tired, um, you're willing to put forth that energy. And, and so, yeah, you always, he always has a way of blessing us when we put him as a high priority. That's, that's absolutely true. I, I can totally relate. Um, even to Jeannie, to your point, same thing. I've, I've done that before. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just, I just, and honestly, you know, you talk about brain, use the word energy. And the funny thing is, is it seems like you feel like you're, you're going to a small group with no energy, but when you, when you leave, you're like, man, I'm energized and I'm, I'm glad I did that. So yeah. I didn't want to come to church this morning. <laughs> I'm glad I you did, did try. <laughs> How did you feel about that? I'm, I'm glad I did. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I you decided to show up yeah, too. Yeah. That would have been an awkward. Yeah. Sermon. Anna made me, but I came. <laughs> I think you bring up a really good point, Troy, that a lot of times the, the enemy wants us to be scattered and spread out and and isolated and it's God's plan if you look at if you look at the first century church you see God's people getting together um and and spending time having meals together and there's just something about um you know connectivity and being together doing these things together and um there's just a real power in it yeah for sure and I think in our culture today, there's a tendency to be more like islands. Um, we tend to go home and we have our TVs and we have our technology and we have everything we need at home. And so I feel like there's less, um, in, in general, there's less getting out and um, fellowshipping with other people. So small groups are just an awesome opportunity to do that. And, and it, it really is fulfilling. Maybe it's even just a really healthy thing that um, our culture is, is starting to slip away from, right? You know, we, we, I even see, you know, kids these days uh, not actually playing video games together, 
but playing them online together, you know. And so there's definitely, like you said, with our technology, it's moving us more into an isolated place, which isn't necessarily a good or healthy place. Yeah, the analogy of the charcoals is a good one. You take a whole bunch of briquettes and put them together. They burn hot. You scatter them out. They die out. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, too, I think, um, I don't know what it was with COVID. Obviously, that was a weird a weird time for everybody, you know, and uh, people just got used to, I think, being isolated to some extent. So um, I don't know that that is necessarily a good thing, you know, and now that we're kind of, I, I don't want to use the word over it because it's still out there, but um, now that things are maybe not quite as intense as they used to be, people I think are starting to come back together and um, be a little more comfortable with getting together again. So it's, it's encouraging. Uh, so the next thing I had here is um, small groups versus a Bible study. I mean, how does a small group differ from a, say a traditional Bible study? And then what would you say uh, to those who might say, oh, I don't want all the touchy feely stuff that comes with the being in a small group. I just want to study the Bible and that's it. Or maybe someone says small groups uh, get too personal. Um, and what would your response be to that? Well, I think that um, first off, you know, a, a Bible study tends, tends to be more topical. And, um, you know, a small group, I'd say that the variation is that typically in small group, it's more, yes, you're doing a meaningful topic, studying God's word or some type of study, depending on where you are in life. Um, but you're also um, focusing on doing life together in that, in that uh, there just there's a real value in that. I think for somebody that has the idea that, well, this is going to be kind of a touchy-feely deal. I'm not a real touchy-feely guy. Um, the, the deal is, though, that you typically find that, you know, the human condition, I mean, who we are, our sin nature, um, the things that we wrestle with today, it doesn't look any different than it did thousands of years ago. So I think you find that, you know, when you're just studying materials and doing more of a study, you you look to small group, it tends to be more application-oriented. How does this apply to me? And I think that we tend to, tend to find that there's a lot of... Um, other people that are struggling with the same thing, they just maybe, you know, have the idea, well, maybe this is isolated to me and everybody else has it together. They have the perfect family, the perfect marriage, the perfect everything. And the reality is none of us have perfect anything because of who we are. So I think that we, the enemy uses that as a false narrative to help us think, oh, well, you're, you're going to be um, this, this problem, this is who you are and this is isolated to you and wants us to be defeated in that. And when we get together with others, we realize that, wow, you, you know, you're not perfect either. And we're, none of us are, you know, only Jesus is perfect. So it's, it's all okay. We don't have to have this facade that we have it all together and we're all perfect because we're not. And we find that we're all a lot more similar Sure, we have different things depending on who we are and our background and and like that, but uh, we find that we're not so different and we're not isolated at all. Yeah, I, and I, I find too that if if there are f- 
uh, folks out there that feel like, well, maybe this is too personal and I, I don't feel like sharing, you know, and maybe initially they're kind of like the wallflower and they don't maybe necessarily have a lot of input or don't seem engaged. It seems like as long as they stick it out or continue to come, they, they feel like, you know, they're part of the family and that comfort, you know, they let their guard down and, and they start getting more comfortable with people and, and feel, you know, like they can share and that it is safe. It's a safe environment. And I think that's an important thing to emphasize is, um, the small group is a safe environment where people truly care about. And you mentioned it, Brent doing life together. I mean, really that's what it is. And we all care about each other. We all pray for each other. And, um, for those that maybe do feel like, well, that's, that's more personal than I, I care to share might find that at some point it's not necessarily as personal. Somebody else is having a very similar issue or, or whatever. And, and sharing isn't necessarily a bad thing. Some people have never been a part of a community like that. And, and whenever they, whenever they become a, a part of something like that, they, it, it actually becomes something that they find, wow, I, I, I actually love this. I actually um, am finding a home here. I'm finding uh, encouragement and support. I'm recognizing I'm not the only person out there that's struggling with this thing or whatever. And, and all of a sudden it's really what we're all looking for. Right. I mean, it's why gangs are so popular in places, right. Is because we all truly deep down inside, we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We want to be a part of something that's vibrant and active and, and, and a community of people that we can trust and believe really have our back and care about us. I think it's really cool that things come up like, you know, depending on the mix of your group, if it's a, if it's a group that's, uh, you know, a couples group, um, typically things come up, you know, parenting. Well, what did you do? How did you discipline your children? What does that look like in practice? And, um, you know, how, how do you do that in a productive way to where it's, it's not harsh or, um, and it's productive and meaningful in God's way of doing things. And so I think we typically find that there's other people that have, you know, had other experiences or they've done it before. And it's really healthy to just talk about and get some, some other thoughts. Yeah, definitely. So um, next, let's talk about vision. What is the Rock Church's vision um, or, or goal for small groups? And um, and what is your role going to be? Or um, maybe try if you want to talk about kind of vision and, and um, you know, what small groups for the Rock. And then um, Brent and Jeannie, if you want to touch on kind of what your role is going to be going forward. Well, like we said, like Brent was saying, that really small groups are are we believe, uh, an effective tool for discipleship. And I think that as a church, we see that, that people who are committed, who have been here for a long time, who have a deep affinity and connection to the church have been involved in small groups. We just really see that correlation regularly. Um, and so I would say that as the rock church, we want to be a discipleship church. Therefore we want to see a vibrant small group ministry that is happening um, we want to see people, you know, growing in their relationship to one another and to obviously to Jesus. Um, and, and so, yeah, our vision is, is that we would have a vibrant small group ministry of, of a place for discipleship and growth together. And where, when we're coming together, 
um, in, in those kinds of things. Uh, there's just all kinds of cool things that come out of that. Opportunities for serving, uh, missions, all kinds of just neat things come out of that. It, it's kind of the recipe, you know. One thing that I've always been impressed with about small group, and I led small groups for years and years, was that I would prepare um, prior to the small group, and but almost always in the course of conversation with other believers, there would be some revelation that would happen. You'd just be like, oh, I never saw that. I never thought about that that way. I never had that perspective. And because I believe that this is the way really that God's word really should be studied and, and that we should be growing together. Again, God's recipe is never for us to just be an island to ourselves doing this as an independent contractor. But whenever two or three gather in his name, he's there as well. And there's things that happen in that environment that are so good. So vision for the Rock Church, we just want to see a vibrant small group ministry happen. And we want to see our leaders feel supported and and uh, like we're all doing something together. That's great, Try, And I, I think one of the things that we're really hopeful for, um, you know, from a leadership level, the from the board at, at the church here, um, we really want to see people moving um, from Sunday morning, which is great, to come and worship, worship, praise God, worship Him. But we also want to see people moving very, you know, efficiently into a small group and, um, you know, attending a small group, being part of that, that community. It's basically a church within the church. And then... The idea would be easy to move from Sunday morning to a small group where you're attending and then moving into the ability to multiply that same hope, you know, to others. And um, Jeannie and I feel like one of the things that that could be really helpful. So I think it's important that we are mindful that, you know, a small group is effectively a church within a church. The goal is to see people moving from Sunday morning to attending a small group to then that small group multiplying um, and able to, you know, share that hope with others that, you know, you wouldn't want to see the same small group leader, for example, leading that group indefinitely, that that, that leader, you know, if it were a, a mixed couples group, that the guy leading the group is constantly looking for another guy who could then multiply out of that group and shepherd another group. And so um, just like if you take a, a, a plant and when it, you know, goes to seed, it doesn't die, but it multiplies and it makes more. We're, we're hopeful that we can um, really see small group ministry take off. And, and, and Jeannie and I feel like, uh, one of the things that is a church that we've just felt kind of led to do is uh, the church could do uh, be more intentional about supporting the leaders uh, that are leading these small groups. So people that are considering leading a small group, um, we want to be able to, you know, make it easy. It's just not a complicated process. Um, God's recipe for, for growing his church is through discipleship. We don't make, want to make it complicated. We do also recognize that there's um, structure. You know, there's there's a, God has a plan and is a structured God. Um, but we're looking to uh, 
do effectively kind of like a small group for small groups. And what that would look like is just a group that meets periodically comprised of people that are either leading a men's group, a uh, women's small group, or a mixed couples small group. And the idea would be simply to provide support for those that are already doing it, that are considering doing it, and also help to add some vision um, for those leaders. So they're not just left out as kind of an island. We want to, we don't, we, we, we want it to be something that's sustainable. We don't want it to be something where, you know, it's kind of like you, you send your kids to go out hunting. You want to have them, they want to have the proper tools to get the job done. Very much the same thing. So support for those leaders, also some framework, you know, encourage those people to work on that. All of us, each other, work on that and be encouraged in that vertical relationship with God. Uh, be mindful that we're doing life together. One-on-one -on -one discipleship inside and out of the group. Um, serving as a group and then sharing that the hope that you have um, with others. And uh, the idea is that it's something that could multiply and it doesn't just end with us type of situation. Yeah. Um, we're just really excited about the opportunity to, to support small group leaders. Uh, Brent and I led small groups for many years and, and we love doing it and we saw the great fruit that came from it. Um, there were times, though, as, as small group leaders that we felt tired and we had questions um, and we weren't sure who to ask the questions to as small group leaders. And sometimes we felt kind of like islands or kind of like we were um, doing it on our own. And so that was something that Brent and I really felt that we could help with because uh, we've had experience as small group leaders. And we also know the difficulties that small group leaders face and um, we just wanted to provide a forum for small group leaders to come together and uh, to be supported, to be encouraged, to ask questions, um, to maybe get new ideas or, or learn from other small group leaders. And um, in doing that and having a um, kind of a lot of support for small group leaders, we, we just helped to be a part of facilitating a real vibrant small group network um, within. Yeah, within one, and one of the things I thought of while you um, we're talking about uh, small groups, particularly um, the multiplying of them. I'm curious your thoughts on, we talk about small groups. At what point does a small group, air quote, become too big to be a small group? And, and they need to consider maybe, you know, branching off. And I tell you what, as a small, a former small group leader, that is one of the most challenging things because you come together and you, you become a family with, with these people. So the thought, yeah, it is comfortable. And the thought of leaving and branching out on your own when you've become so comfortable with these people that you've come to love and spending time with now, oh man, we're, we're not going to be meeting on their small group anymore. So what do you think about how big is, how big is too big for a small group and when should a small group leader consider or somebody consider maybe branching out and, and doing a small group of their own? I don't think there's any specific number, but, you know, when when somebody new can't come in and they feel just kind of intimidated, you'll find that a group, effectively, it's like being pregnant, you know, and it needs, you know, the baby has to come out, same thing. When it needs to multiply, then the group has a tendency to get kind of inward focused. That's kind of our default. 
And so instead of looking out and saying, hey, how can we multiply this hope and love for other people? So, um, uh, you know, I would think typically you get, you know, 10, 12 people, you're, man, that's that's a pretty good size group. And I think one of the things to remember is that, you know, um, I like to think of analogies. And with our kids growing up when they were little, I would take them hunting. Five years old, they started going archery hunting with me, rifle hunting with me. The whole time between five and 12 years old, they were learning the skills. They, they were watching me hunt and learn how to do it and harvest an elk. By the time they turned 12, they had a little bit of guidance and direction, but they were doing it themselves with some guidance. And then very shortly after, they're able to go do that and go hunting. They really, I'm along with you type of a thing. You're, but you really don't need me anymore. The idea is that they can then, you know, same analogy. They they can then, instead of waiting for me to go get the animal, they can go get it. Same thing with fishing. Teach them how to fish. Instead of just catching the fish, then they can go and catch the fish and multiply that same hope. It's the same concept. Yeah. And I think it you bring up a, a really good point, Troy. Um, that is really hard when you're when you're in a small group and it's grown and you've become really close to all the other people in the small group. Um, it is hard to think about uh, multiplying that group and, and that you wouldn't all be meeting together again. But I think it's um, one thing that, you know, the vision that we need to keep promoting within this church is, is, I think is what Brent mentioned, having an outward focus. Um, and so when we do start to see that we're turning inward and we don't have room for another person, then that's a sign that, okay, it's time to really start thinking about multiplying because we really want to maintain that outward focus where everybody who comes to the rock has a place and we don't want groups that are, that have no room. We want groups that have, that are warm and welcoming and, and that we're really about that new person coming to the church and that we want them um, to come in and, and to get to know them and, and so um, it is kind of, there are some growing pains with that and we recognize that, but we also recognize that um, there's some real um, fruit that comes from being willing to multiply and kind of experience that pain of pruning. Um, but knowing that when we are willing to be pruned, um, that we um, will experience um, a lot of fruit that comes from that and, and a lot of blessing. And so if we're willing to experience some of that pain of, uh, multiplying our group, that, that great blessing will come from that. And, and, uh, and we can really truly be a place where new people coming into the church are going to feel like they have a place. I think it's encouraging that you guys will, you know, that there's actually, um, now a place for small group leaders to even, you know, come to you guys and, and have those discussions and maybe even be given tools. How can I, you know, disciple somebody and, and mentor them or shepherd them along into possibly becoming a small group leader at some point too? Because I know there's that fear too, right? Oh man, I don't think I'm ready to, to lead a small group. That's really scary. So, um, that's really, that's really neat that, um, you guys are doing that. Try to, do you have any thoughts? Well, but yeah, I guess, um, you know, it, things that are healthy multiply. 
Um, if you if you think about it, it's like if you put that on the the church wide scale. Like if we were never, if we just turned inwardly focused completely as a church, this church will die, right? Because we need an infusion all the time of of new new people, new believers, um, and so. This is, small group is the same, and while it's super uncomfortable, sometimes we have to just remember that, hey, we got forever. When this is all over with, we got forever to hang out together, you know? Um, for now, sometimes we need to make sure that we keep that outward focus, keep an empty chair for those who really need to be there. It's, and that's part of staying on mission. It really is. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll move into kind of the last section here. What's what's going on with small groups? I, Brent, you kind of touched on it a little bit, and you mentioned the upcoming lift groups, lift being living in fellowship together, and the idea that we can get people that maybe aren't attending a small group, you know, to kind of take that first step, and maybe they'd be comfortable into a lift group. But my understanding is this new model that we're doing in the lift group is is not going to be something that's time based. You know, in the past we've done them; they were like six week or eight week, and I think going forward, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, we're, this is going to be perpetual. It's going to be like a kind of a continued Wednesday night, really no thought of having an end in mind. So kind of what's going on? What can you tell us about, you know, what's currently going on? Maybe a number of small groups that are in place right now and some of the topics that are being covered. And then as far as the future of small groups and leaders, what kind of interest are you getting and hearing from the flock as far as topics or even interest in leading small groups from others? Well, what's really cool is a good starting point is, um, you know, Wednesday night, the idea that we've talked about is kind of a one-stop shop. So um, in the sense of, you know, several, like we're going to be doing three different groups. Um, and uh, there's also going to be stuff for the high school kids and the junior high kids. And then the kids that, that are younger try, we'd speak to this and know more about it. But the idea is, is that, you know, we don't need to make it complicated and the idea is to get together and, um, and, and we would envision some folks meeting here at the church. But also, as, uh, as these small groups multiply, the hope would be that some of them would meet in people's homes as well. And um, it's not an either or, neither's, neither's wrong. Just the idea is um, that, that parents can drop off if they have young kids, they can drop off their children here that um, if they're real young, they would have, you know, child care, and then the parents can go either attend a small group here at the church or perhaps they'll do a small group in somebody's home. And I wanted to point out, too, that we're not limiting people's small groups to only Wednesday. Um, people can have small groups at any time during the week that they choose. But we did want to just have one um, night a week where we had some extra support for people who maybe didn't have childcare and needed it. And so if that was an issue for them, then they, then they could choose that night to have their group that night where they had extra support. Um, but we're hoping as time goes on that we're going to have small groups uh, most every night of the week and some in the church, some at uh, people's homes and just have a, a wide variety of topics and groups and options for people so that everybody would be able to find something that would fit for them. So currently, uh, what do we have? We have a young adult group that meets uh, Thursdays and then we have a few like morning Bible studies, men's Bible studies, which would be considered, I think, small groups that meet and then uh, Wednesday nights, uh, the Ben Keller group meets here at the church. And then, uh, what am I missing? Um, not much. That's kind of, what's that? 
Chance has a Monday night um, recovery group that that's going on here at the church. Um, and so, yeah. So, yeah, from there, we're hoping that, that we'll see that grow. Yeah. And so it's not like me to, you know, come together and, and talk about something without having some interesting facts to share. So I, I did a little research uh, on small groups. I, I thought this was interesting. So I'll, I'll just kind of close close out with this, uh, the interesting facts. And uh, if you have any thoughts on this, feel free to to, to jump in. But um, this this goes back to 2014. So it's a little bit older, but I would, I would venture to say maybe the numbers haven't changed. If anything, maybe they've gotten better, but I don't know. But LifeWay Research published an article uh, with uh, statistics around uh, small groups and it stated that 63% of regular small group attenders say they are intentionally or say that they intentionally spend time with other believers in order to help them grow in their faith. But only 22% of those not in a group say the same thing. And 73% of small group attenders said that they were intentionally putting their spiritual gifts to use serving God and others as compared to 42% of non-attenders. So people that attend small groups tend to also serve and, and serve in the church more. And and then one more stat that I found interesting was churchgoers who belong to a small group are more likely to go to church at least four times a month and read their Bible daily. So it's interesting because Tri shares a pretty interesting statistic that most folks are, they call themselves regular attenders if they go to church one time a month. So people that attend small groups find themselves coming to church more often too, based on the study. So very, very cool, I thought. I, I, there's just nothing but good stuff that comes out of actually being involved in a small group. There's just, we see it time and time again. And in, in, in my life personally, you know, growth, spiritual growth happened definitely the best um, by being involved and being a part of small group ministries. Yeah, I had the same experience. That's why we're we're so passionate about small groups. We had oh, such a great experience with them personally um, growing. And um, I know that I wouldn't have grown as much in my understanding of God and his character and, and just how to follow him um, if it hadn't been for small groups and for the people who, who were there supporting me along the way. Talk about meaningful. Jeannie ran into an old friend that recently moved back to town and uh, out of small group, a small group that we attended several years ago, um, 23 years ago, uh, there was a gal, Jeannie, discipled. They met one-to-one discipleship. She was a new uh, believer, new in in uh, her walk with Christ, has accepted Christ. And so she and Jeannie met together and, and did one-to-one discipleship 23 years ago. And they ran into each other. She's just recently moved back to town in just tears of joy. You can't make that up. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, any final thoughts before uh, we wrap this up, this uh, first podcast of 2023? Try any anything, any final thoughts? You're always good for a final thought. I mean, I'd be careful what I ask for, right? Right. Or 10. Or 10 thoughts. Yeah. No, I'm good. I just want to encourage people to give it a shot. Go try a small group. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Jeannie and Brent, thank you guys so much for your time today. And obviously just serving and sharing your time with, with others and, and shepherding us along in this small group journey. So I guess we'll see where it goes this year and, and into the future. So you bet. that sounds great. Thanks so yeah. much for Thanks, having Troy. us. Thanks Troy. It won't yeah, be absolutely. perfect, but it'll be good.
<laughs> well, none of us are perfect. There's only one perfect. All right. Well, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Rock Church Podcast. We want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. If you have a topic or passionate about something and, and want to talk about it and, um, or, you know, you want to come in on this format or if you have any ideas for topics or things that we should be talking about in this forum, let us know. We have an email address and we've set that up. Uh, it's podcast. If you can remember that podcast at bighornrock.com. Send us an email with your ideas or if you are interested in coming to talk to us about something. And then also follow us uh, on our SoundCloud account. All of our sermons and podcasts can be found there, soundcloud.com slash bighornrock or on our website at bighornrock.com. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this podcast informational, uplifting, and inspiring. Please join us next time. And until we meet again, be blessed. If you'd like more information about the Rock Church of the Bighorns, please visit our website at www.bighornrock.com.